You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. For uh, Thursday, the 19th of January, 2012, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and I am not joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO today because Dave is grooving his way through Las Vegas with a man named Dr. Evil. I, I actually, I'm, I'm not even making this up, for real. Dave is in Vegas with Dr. Evil. Um, if it's any consolation to uh, those of us up here in the freezing cold Great White North Dave's not having a lot of fun. He's actually in meetings all day today. But because he's in meetings with Dr. Evil all day today, he's unable to uh, make, it to the, make it to the show. But we have uh, the extraordinary uh, Dr. Johnny Brasco, uh, lead engineer, head producer, and all things keeping it together in Fort Lauderdale for Webmaster Radio.fm. Uh, Brasco, dude, thanks for sitting in. Hey, my pleasure. Dave, uh, I've been pretty good at like not having to miss the show, but you know, once in a while, if I, if I have to go ahead and jump in here and uh, assist, I'm happy to. Well, you know, not, not only did Dave miss show, the show today, but you, you got the email this morning where the person from Google who was going to be coming on, the unidentified Google representative, has suddenly found vacation time or suddenly oh, or something. God. That's the second time that's <laughs> happened to us. Um, with this specific excuse, a few years ago we were going to have a guest on from Google, but at the last minute they went on vacation. Um, now we've had Google guests on Webcology before. Uh, Schumann Gossamagender was was kind enough to show up um, at, yeah. at, at one time. But uh, just a, a quick note to the to the folks um, over in uh, Google Media Relations Department. 
I know you guys have a book of reasons when you have to break a booking. I urge you to track whatever reason you've used um, in the past and, you know, just make sure you don't use it again, like at least in the same decade because they're less plausible the more often you use them. Actually, you can basically just say that they should eliminate the Jim Hedger embargo. <laughs> well, I thought they, I mean, like, I thought they eliminated it. Like, is it a Canadian I embargo? Over. They've Matt's talked to me since. Is it a Canadian embargo? Possibly. I don't know. Well, this is, no, this no, 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 no. I've, I've, I've seen them. I've seen them show up for like other shows, like uh, uh, the SEO Dojo. I know. I know Dojo gets like Google guests and stuff. Um, Rock stars. We get. We, we've gotten Matt Cuss many times. I mean, well, indeed, Webmaster Radio does. But yeah. I, I, you know what? I think the Jim Hedger embargo uh, continues. It's an unofficial <laughs> one now, though, because. You know, after and we proved that story, by the way. I have I have no no issues looking back at how we dealt with that uh with the meandering in the Garden of Goog and Evil story, the one about terrorism terrorism and uh Google ads and uh, Google themselves were getting scammed. I don't think that they even knew they were getting scammed. Our point was they were supposed to know because, well, they're Google. But you know what? That's not what we're talking about today. No matter what, they still <laughs> listen to us. We know that for a fact. Well, you know what? And at the end of the day, Google did right, and you will not find a uh, ad featuring an ad featuring uh, you know Hamas or Bin Laden or <laughs> Hezbollah or anything like that on the Google network these yeah. days. Uh, yeah. I've looked, believe me, I look every once in a while. Anyway, but that's not that's any, so so. Anyway, yeah, Google, um, we love you. We really, really love you. Yes, with uh, you know, in in all the terms that that four letter word can imply, we love you. I'm not afraid of saying um, Google Mark. I am. Indeed, I'll publicly say that. It's a note of distinction, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Sort of like getting IP flooded by them. <laughs> it's just a note of distinction. <laughs> anyway, um, we have uh, we were going to have a uh, guest from Google on today, but that's not going to happen because they've gone on vacation and Dave is gallivanting around the conference rooms of Las Vegas with Dr. Evil. So instead, we decided to do um, the better than best thing. The hot story of the week. And deal with the hot story of the week. The only, the really, what, what appears to be the only major story in tech this week, and that was um, yesterday's massive, like, um, massive isn't even the right word for it. Beyond expectations response to the SOPA and PIPA, the PIPA bill, oh, the two uh, the two bills that are um, retreating their way across Capitol Hill right now. Um, congratulations, Internet. We collectively did a phenomenal thing yesterday, and it looks as if these two pieces of legislation, they haven't gone away, like, like, Got to keep this in mind. They have not gone away, but their sponsors are actually taking their names off the bill. They're being pulled back into committee. They're going to be looking at the two different bills. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about what happened yesterday with Chris Bogues from uh, the chair of Sempo, so digital marketing professional organization, who has uh, written quite a bit, done a lot of media work around, uh, around the Stop Online Privacy Act and the Protect IP Act. Um, he's talked about why it's bad for the internet, and more importantly, why it's why the search marketing community is uh, justly very nervous about it. So, so Chris is going to be coming on probably in about eight minutes, and uh, 
towards the end of the show, we're having Alan Connect come on. Uh, quick disclosure, Alan is my business partner, but he's also the host of a conference in Toronto next week organized by Media Bistro called Socialized Toronto. So Alan's going to be on in the last 10 minutes of the show just to you know, talk about Socialized, talk about who's going to be coming up and what we're going to be talking about here in the uh, below-freezing Great White North. Um, but a couple other things happened this week that were kind of fun, Brasco. Um, Jerry Yang. Finally, Jerry Yang has uh, decided to resign everything he had to do with Yahoo. He's, le- he's leaving the building. <laughs> he's leaving the building, and um, Jerry Yang is, uh, well... All you VCs out there looking for someone to cozy up with, Jerry's on the market, and he's legal. Um, now that he's left Yahoo, he's legal. So, uh, Jerry Yang, that, that's, that's, that's kind of a biggie. I mean, him and Dave Philo started Yahoo back in, uh, back in like, what, 1985? 87? Yeah. 95, but, maybe? But this is eventual. This was eventually going to happen, you would think, right? Well, all founders leave eventually, yeah. Like, all founders move 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 away from it eventually but the, in this case uh yang's history with yahoo has been so what's the right word for it um topsy-turvy i guess he was Tumult- the original ceo when yahoo was founded he ceded the ceo ceo ship to um terry semmel who ran yahoo actually probably is the longest serving ceo now Terry Terry Semmel's big mistake was making uh putting all of his eggs in the in the basket of content integration. Um the uh early earliest times that we heard uh convergence used to describe uh bringing print and video and television and radio and music etc via one single portal. Uh Terry lasted maybe 7 years at the helm. There was a couple lackluster CEOs uh, put in between uh, uh, Terry and the eventual retaking of the of the CEO seat by Jerry Yang. Um, Jerry Yang presided over the disastrous dissing of Microsoft money two years ago, when Yahoo would have been able to sell itself outright to Microsoft for what were they offering thirty two thirty three dollars per share. Right. Far above what Yahoo's valued today. Well, Jerry was replaced by Carol Bartz, who was in turn replaced by Scott Thompson. And just after Scott Thompson was announced as the, the new CEO of Yahoo, Jerry Yang resigns. So this was in the works. And so the plan was most likely that following the appointment of Scott Thompson, then that means Jerry Yang, if he was planning to go ahead and step down, that's what he was doing. Possibly, possibly, but as uh, Byron Donovan in our in our chat room is uh, rightly pointing out, pending sale maybe. But if that's now, the case, what about this whole deal with merging with Microsoft? That, that if they were looking to go ahead and get themselves either sold outright or merge with a, a larger company, then you know I just think the direction of leadership at the top has been convoluted, and not everyone is on the same page as to where to go. Well, you know what? I think you're exactly right on that, and I think that's one of the reasons, one of the things that Yang's departure signals. He seemed to, and I, 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 I'm not inside the man's mind. I, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just watching the signals he's been sending. He seems to want Yahoo to stay Yahoo. What we, 
what we think of Yahoo and what Yahoo used to be, like two or three years ago. Um, I believe that Yang was standing in the way of perhaps breaking up the company or selling the company cleanly. Um, and, uh, well, you know, is, is Microsoft going to buy it outright? Well, um, as, as uh, again, Byron Donovan points out in the in the chat room, Microsoft has to be afraid of the of the antitrust rigmarole it's going to go through if it was to purchase Yahoo, yeah, even if it was to yeah. purchase Yahoo's American assets. It doesn't but make then again, sense. then again, I want to point out, like, it's uh, look at what Google's dealing with. Um, these anti how to say this? Um, the world of big business on the web and the integration of services under a couple of banners is bigger than the antitrust laws are currently, as currently written. And I think when we start talking about Sempo, we start talking about copyright, and start talking about the um, the complexities of trying to legislate the workings of the web. Um, we're, we're, we might be touching on how difficult it is to, to, to pull a company like Microsoft or Google up on antitrust charges. All I know is I'm probably going to relate to Jerry's sentiments because the truth is I wouldn't want anybody to go and buy me out. The truth is Yahoo has a plethora, just like a Google, they have a plethora of services that are available and content that's out there that's arguably just as good. I mean, I, I can tell you that, you know, the just services they provide, they're you know the 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 search marketing they're you know the sure. scores of the offer the the sports division i mean can i sure. you, you know you they, know what the only thing i can the only thing i can hearken that to or liken it to i guess is like a sports franchise um it's winter i'm in canada i'm going to go with hockey if you all don't mind um the toronto maple leafs on paper are actually a really good hockey team they got some great young players some extraordinary talent but for some reason, when you put the entire team together on the ice, they just, you know, lose it one place or another. The defense fails. The offense fails. They can't figure out wh- what, who to put in net. Um, they take stupid penalties here and there. They're just not thinking sometimes as a unit. And that strikes me. That's Yahoo's like that. They got some amazing, incredible divisions. And on paper, yep. this should be a team going to the Stanley Cup or going to the Super Bowl. Jim, you bring up a sports reference, and here's another one that's going to be with Yahoo related. They run, they brand a radio network that is broadcast to hundreds of radio stations around the U.S. and I don't know if it's in Canada yet, but they purchased out what was Sporting News, the Sporting News Publications Radio Network, mm-hmm. and have branded it Yahoo Sports Radio. They have their sure. own sports radio outlet. I mean, they have a pipeline as well to you know uh, advertise their own services, advertise themselves. In, well, so with all the advantages in the world, you look at what's happened to the company and you just stutter a little bit. I just don't know what to say about this. Words fail you. And so a change of leadership is clearly the answer. You know, uh, you know, the team ain't performing. You got to either you deal with the star players or you deal with the coach. But and one- Yahoo is yet again dealing with the coach, but now it looks like they're getting rid of some of the old coaching staff who might be holding some of the players' development back. How, how, how's that for an analogy? Yeah. The other analogy I was going to say is this, that I think one of the things that happened while Yahoo was, you know, trying to working with Google, and, you know, going back five, ten years ago, there were just certain points when Google just put the money out there, took the gamble on products that they would brand as their own, and then make it become 
in essence, you know, a greater product. I mean, YouTube sure. was a great example. Uh, sure. I mean, it's just the idea that happened is that they were able to go and make products their own, but they weren't created themselves. Yahoo, in some cases, have created things that have gone to prominence, but Google, a lot of cases, they put their big checks out. They wrote some big checks for some companies to help them out become bigger, but they spent to get to grow. You know, when I was a kid, uh, in, in my teens at any rate, I so badly wanted to be a rock star. I just desperately, I wanted to be a punk rock star. <laughs> and, you know, the truth is, um, one in 10,000 bands get past the uh, crappy local circuit. One in 10,000 bands. Now, Yahoo and Google both want to be rock stars. And they actually are both, both are legitimately rock stars in their field. One of them has staying power. The other one, you know, it's on auto-tune or something. I don't know. Anyway, we, uh, we, we, we have Chris Bogue sitting in the wings. I don't want to keep him waiting. We're going to have to go to break before we get to Chris. There's one other thing I wanted to touch on, and it was an uh, article that appeared on um, January 16th, so like on Monday or Tuesday, and it was written, uh, syndicated uh, through the Washington Post group. The writer was named Gene Weingarten. And I read it in Canada's National Post. But again, this is through the Washington Post Media Group. And uh, the headline of the, of the article was The Idiocy of Yahoo Answers. Now, the article went on to talk about how useless and crappy crowd, crowdsourcing is and used Yahoo Answers as, as an example. That alone is, is enough to be offensive. The, um, there's some really awful material on Yahoo Answers. There's some extraordinary material on Yahoo Answers. Um, this writer, Gene Weingarten, went out of his way to find the awful stuff. But as I said, there's also some great stuff on uh, on Yahoo Answers. Um, Brasco, I just got just just a quick aside. Brasco, I just got a message from Chris Bogues. He's wondering what number to call into. So maybe if you can find him on uh, Skype or something. Uh, okay, but my problem with Gene Weingartner. With with Gene Weingarten and this, with this article, again, the idiocy of Yahoo Answers was he said that Yahoo Answers is appearing near the top of search results because of, and I quote, probably related to the evils of search engine optimization. Uh, because of the evils of evil genies of search engine optimization, the Yahoo Answers rise to the top like bubbles in a septic tank. And that's a direct quote from his article. Mr. Weingarten, for the record, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo Answers going to the top of Google search results has absolutely nothing to do with the evil or good genies of search engine optimization. In the future, sir, please, research your articles, talk to experts, don't crowdsource around the newsroom, crowdsource, like, 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 go to, go to Google and type in SEO. One of the top ten, you might have to call all of them, but one of the top ten results is likely able to help you formulate a real basis for an opinion. Because right now, sir, you're blowing it out your ass. 
you don't know what you're talking about. I'd love you to come on this show and talk to me about this. I'll go in, I'll, 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 I'll have a dialogue in your newspaper. you got a bigger audience than I do. You're tougher than me. But you're blowing it out your ass, and I really wish you'd stop. Anyway, that's that. I just needed to get that out, Brasco. Um, <laughs> sometimes when people diss SEO in the mainstream media, well, actually, almost every time they're wrong. It's a constant but, yeah. battle. It's, a, it's constant a constant battle. battle, and it just pisses me off. Luckily, we have people like Chris Bogues from. Uh, we have people like Chris Bogues from Sempo forgive and organizations me, like Sempo to you know. Jim, forgive me on your wonderful work, uh, wonderful work in pronunciation. Boggs is in the marshy bogs of the Mississippi Delta. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's like you actually get struck down by lightning every time I mispronounce somebody's name. And again, it's wow. Alan Blywife. Thank you, Blywife. Boggs. <laughs> Christ, Christ, Boggs. Okay, so we have Christ Boggs coming on from uh, Simpo. Uh, <laughs> um, in a few minutes. But you know what? I'm ragging the puck right now. I just got the uh, dial-in number to Chris, so he should be calling you any second, Brasco. While Chris is doing that, and while Brasco is answering the phone, we're going to be taking a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. So this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined generally by Dave Davies from Beefsock SEO, but Dave's not here because he's gallivanting around Vegas with Dr. Evil. We're going to be coming back with Chris Boggs from uh, Sempo, talking about SOPA and PIPA after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. In 500 yards, C-P-A Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, C-P-A Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, C-P-A Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Superior Affiliate Offers. Superior Affiliate Brands. Superior Affiliate Service. That's Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct, exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. 
Superior affiliate service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, that's SAMOPM.com. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Just getting your feet wet on the Internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Here are half of your hosts, it's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and Dave Davies, as we've said a million times before, is gallivanting around Las Vegas with Dr. Evil, so he couldn't make it today. But, we have uh, Chris Boggs, uh, the president of Sempo, and also director of Search and Media Thought Leadership at Rosetta. Uh, Chris has been, I guess, the point man for Sempo on uh, SOPA and PIPA. And uh, Chris, on the day after the web soundly showed its uh, displeasure with SOPA and PIPA, welcome to Webcology. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Jim. So I guess um, – oh, and I forgot to mention you're also one of the, one of the new hosts of SEO Rockstars, back on the network That's full right. time. Dude, yeah, excellent. Been, uh, been, uh, we've been doing it kind of off and on for the past year, but we're really getting it rolling now. One thing I wanted to quickly clarify, too, is that Rob Garner, who's a vice president of Sempo and also works for iCrossing, and Tony Wright, who has been in the uh, search industry for a long time, uh, he and his partner uh, of, at his PR firm uh, helped to craft that letter. So they really were the ones that were doing the majority of the heavy lifting. So uh, I just wanted to give them some kudos as well. Absolutely. What's, what's the name of Tony's firm? Uh, it's Wright IMC. Excellent. Well, you know, I want to get the corporate kudos in as well, eh? So let's take a step back a second. What does Sempo care about SOPA and PIPA? Why is our, why is our professional organization concerned? Well, uh, you know, it's basically, I don't know how much, you've, how much work you've done kind of defining what SOPA and PIPA is all about, but um, 
you know, it's funny because after I sent out a note to our membership yesterday, uh, I received a lot of positive feedback about so glad that Sempo's taking a stance. But we did get one letter or one email back that said, I'm, I'm actually shocked that Sempo would take a stand on this, uh, considering that these bills are fighting piracy and the theft of copyrighted material. And my response um, was, you know, thank you for your support of Sempo, first of all. Uh, and secondly, it's not that we're against or it's not like we're pro-piracy or pro-stealing copyrighted material. We're just against these bills because of the uh, the vast uh, reaching implications that they have, which, you know, if you want to boil it down to the nutshell, it makes it possible for a single judge on a single court in a single federal district to shut down all of Google, for example, because Google has enabled someone to be able to find copyrighted uh, pirated material, right? So part of this bill essentially gives the power to the courts to shoot first and ask questions later. And for people in our industry, that's a huge thing, right? And even if you get found out to have been uh, right and, and, and it wasn't your fault, unfortunately, you can't go back to that court and say, hey, by the way, my site, Reddit, was down for seven days. You owe me uh, $317,000 in lost ad revenue. Because what happens then is all that the court has to say was we didn't knowingly um, mislead or we weren't, you know, we didn't knowingly um, uh, fine you or shut your site down knowing that this uh, was actually n not your intent, right? So what, what they can say is, hey, we just thought, and we just thought you guys were breaking the rules, so we went ahead and shut you down. I'm really sorry about the 317000 you lost, but hey, there's nothing I can do about it. And in the bill, it says that I'm perfectly within my rights to do this and that you're perfectly not within your rights to sue me for it. Well, one would assume that the, uh, the courts will react on uh, a complaint, like this law would be complaint-driven, so... Or that the reaction would be complaint-driven. So wouldn't the person, say the, 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 the owners of Reddit, have the ability to go after the complainer to, 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 you know, to recover losses because their site was shut down um, improperly? Well, you know, that's, I'm not a lawyer, Jim, and I would think that, uh, first of all, I'm not sure if the complainer, I, I know that in the justice system you have the right to, um, you know, to know who your accuser is. But personally, I can't answer that question. I'm sorry. I really don't know if uh, legally that would be your next recourse or not. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I imagine it's a hell of a hassle and a huge expense to have your site shut down and then to have to go after whomever made the complaint in the first place. And um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to let my bias show, but I vehemently anyone who's seen my facebook uh facebook stream lately i vehemently oppose sopa and pipa as well for for similar and other concerns um but i i did hear the uh proponents of pipa um uh, i think it was actually lamar smith uh senator lamar smith who said i don't see what the big deal is only the bad guys need to be worried uh people who are running legitimate websites they have no worries we're only going to use this to go after serious copyright infringers um if that's did the you case. Post, Jim, did you post that um, uh, article from Politico.com earlier? I uh, don't think I did. did. And, and the title is SOPA Protest Rattles Congress. So Orrin Hatch is a major defection from the group that supports the anti-piracy bill. Uh, what's happening here is these 
you know, and, and I think there's two things to play here. And, and obviously, I'm very much passionate about this as well. Um, first of all, you've got a bunch of senators and, and, um, and representatives in the House of Representatives um, that um, some are on board with this bill. Um, some of them have been really kind of probably misled by, uh, be it the entertainment industry or some of the proponents of the bill, and, and, and they've really kind of focused in on the fact that this is stopping piracy and this is against only foreign-based sites, right, which I think in itself is kind of a bad precedence to set, like, oh, we're just going to protect only American sites and we're going to, and, and, and I think that their argument is that uh, under um, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, that covers all U.S.-based sites, but the other, the other countries then aren't covered. So the, the one problem is, I think, is that probably 80% of Congress doesn't really fully understand the ramifications of this bill. And the other problem is, is that media, unfortunately, and I love media, but at, at the same time, media has its frailties. And one of them is that they only have 30 seconds sometimes to give a story. So when I called my mom yesterday or the day before and I said, hey, have you heard about the SOPA thing? She said, oh, you mean the bill that wants to stop piracy? So that's because it's not it's not her fault. Uh, she's a pretty smart lady, but it's what she's been fed by the media, and that's all that the media is focused on is that this is a piracy thing that's going to focus on non-U.S. based sites. But if you take a look at and, and there's this wonderful video that has uh, it has sort of a whiteboard effect to it uh, by done by Khan Academy K A H N, and I'd never seen anything from the Khan Academy before, but it's 11 minutes that really will explain the the dangers and the perils of SOPA and PIPA to anyone's mom that's out there, right? Or anyone that really has a <laughs> hard problem understanding this. Cause, because the, I think the, it's just a, uh, the, the, the sad thing is that we're a victim of how much news we can really hear about a particular subject, right? And this happens all the time. You hear about people protesting vehemently against a bill, and, and you try to find out why they're protesting it because, you know, the bill itself is to, uh, uh, to maybe praise accolades or to put accolades on Mother Teresa. But in fact, the fine print in the bill also says that they want to put Mother Teresa in jail if she steps out of the country, right? And somebody's going to find out about the fine print and start to, to raise hell, and that's what's happened here. Um, now, one of the things that offended me most during the, uh, the, the whole saga of both SOPA and PIPA was watching the congressional hearings and watching many of the, many of the Congress people bragging that because they weren't geeks they don't really understand the provisions of the bill but they're going to vote for it anyway because their advisors have told them that this will stop piracy now you're in a, a, a unique position um being the the, the president of of sempo um and, and, and of course because i'm not saying that sempo has to do this but one of the one of the things sempo wanted to do and, and, and does legitimately does is provide an education service for you know anybody who wants to learn more about how search or the internet environment works. I'm, I'm just curious: has Sempo ever reached out to members of Congress to try to you know just to say, "Look, we're happy to sit with you, and here's how this system works." Well, I think on an individual basis, that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, I've been working with a PR firm here in Ohio 
uh, that has put me into direct contact. I've been on a couple of AM radio shows, and theoretically, it's supposed to be that these congressmen hear the radio shows too, right? So, I, you know, the end goal is ideally is that I get in front of some of the congressmen of the state of Ohio because that's where I happen to be. Um, mm-hmm. Really, from a gra- I think that a grassroots almost style like that is going to really be the only way that we can do it. Um, if you think about it, there's a lot of stuff out there that Congress should know more about. So I would imagine that they get inundated with requests from groups like Sempo or either from, from groups that are even probably more biased uh, towards one direction or another uh, that, that, that want to do this. So I, I think it's a good idea, Jim, but I think that from a, a practicality perspective, I don't know if that's going to work. Okay. Um, now, think, again, thinking about um, uh, 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 Sempo and the search marketing community, is there anything? And also, I, I, before before phrasing the question, I I, I want to get in. Um, even though we soundly informed Congress that we, the people of the internet, are really unhappy with the the direction that um, SOPA and people were going in, the, the bills haven't died. They've been pulled back. They're going to be reevaluated in committee, and many of the signatories on the bills, many of the the sponsors of the bills have pulled their signatures off the bill. Nevertheless, these bills haven't gone away. Um, Chris, from your point of view, what are what are some specifics that search marketers, in particular, have to have to know about SOPA? Like, how does this affect us as an industry, or perhaps our clients? Well, I think um, you know if you whittle it all the way down to SEO, the pro- that's probably the single. Uh, most dangerous area, and, and that would be specifically link acquisition or, or some of the linking efforts that happen within the SEO space, as well as content, right? Um, you know, some people as part of their SEO and, and their just their general site building and site traffic gaining tactics want to have user-generated content. So they may allow uh, for comments within their blog posts. Uh, they may allow for forum discussions, uh, and they may allow for, you know, review t- content that allows you to drop in a link or, or whatever. Now, the problem is there is that then the big the issue uh, from a search marketer's perspective is that there's going to be a lot less uh, it's going to be a lot more difficult to build links, essentially, right, from an SEO perspective, because people are going to be scared. Uh, people are going to end up scared of their own shadow if this kind of stuff goes in, and they're probably going to likely shut down a lot of the ability to put in uh, user-generated content or allow blog comments and things like that, because then they're afraid that if someone drops a link on their site to a, um, you know, a non-cop or a, 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 essentially a pirated piece of information, whether it be under copyright protection um, or uh, Potentially, it's a video of some uh, performer at a concert uh, that someone took from their iPhone. You know, things like that. Uh, the big problem is is, is going to be around content, right? So, uh, as a search marketer, I'm very concerned because um, with if you if you change the rules to be so that you have to walk around on eggshells uh, in terms of the types of content that people are allowed to share and, and, and talk about, you're really narrowing uh, the ability to increase the relevance and the authority of a domain, right, from an organic search perspective. You certainly, from a paid search perspective, have to start to wonder um, where you're linking to, uh, does the place that you're linking to um, potentially have on a, you have to do a huge you know, due diligence of the sites that you're working with and any of the sites that are being linked to from those 
both sides because it, it becomes kind of a daisy chain, right? So if you're enabling, uh, and that, that's the scary part of the way that the law is written, is that if you're an, an enabler of someone that can find them some copyright uh, uh, infringed material, um, anywhere in that path of enablement, you could get nailed by any judge, right? As long as that judge received a complaint uh, from the copyright holder. So if, if you're thinking about it, you know, it could be Google that's linking to a forum, uh, and that forum could link to another forum or a blog, and on that blog, there's a link that goes to a, uh, a, copy, a stolen copyrighted piece, right? So uh, if you think about it from that perspective, um, it becomes very difficult to do our work, right? And, and the other part is, I think, from a, a Sempo's perspective, is that um, you know, the search engines themselves. Uh, I, I will make no qualms about the fact that Google's one of our sponsors. Uh, they have been for a long time. Uh, we agree and disagree with Google on things. Uh, in fact, um, you know, I've gone on record both on one side and on the other for Google based on, on various things, right? For example, the FTC, uh, we backed uh, Google and we were sort of kind of on Google's side in this whole story, but then with the taking away of the uh, of the keyword refer data for mm -hmm. um, secure logged in users, we were against that, right? So Sempo as a whole, it's difficult, uh, you know, to have a hundred percent agreement uh, amongst uh, a large membership like ours, uh, but the majority of our people are against SOPA, and that's what we heard. Uh, that's what we heard both uh, formally and informally. And so fortunately, uh, Rob and Tony, you know, set off to write these letters about a week ago, and then the timing came out just right, where uh, we managed to release our letters right at the same time as uh, Wikipedia had decided to shut down for the day. So does now, that answer your question? <laughs> oh, and then some, and then some. Good. Now, right. um, I'm, I, I know you have a, a bunch of stuff to do, and we're really quickly closing in on the end of, uh, on the end of this segment. Um, we know that SOPA and PIPA have not gone away, um, as was pointed out in the Webmaster Radio chat room just a few moments ago. Uh, this isn't over by a long shot. Um, Will search marketers be able to look to the Sempo site for more information about these bills as they progress either through committee, back into the House, um, back into the public realm again? Um, are you guys going to be do – you, do you see yourself taking an inf informative position in the community? Uh, certainly. I think, you know, again, Rob and Tony are really committed to this until it, it resolves, right? So um, currently – you know, we have information available uh, within our thought leadership section. Uh, the, the two letters that we've crafted, one for uh, the House for SOPA and the other one for the Senate for PIPA, are available there. And I think it's a great idea, Jim, to try to put out more resources now. You know, being an organization and, and so forth, we have to be careful about making sure that if we're going to link to one member's point of view, that we're going to link to everyone. So uh, logistically, we're going to have to figure that out. But I think, and I appreciate the suggestion, Jim. Uh, I'll I'll try to make sure that we have a sort of a dynamic and, and non-static um, information and education area in relation to SEMPO as we go forward. Well, Chris, thank you so much for uh, being a really vocal, vocal member supporting the community um, and for the stuff that you're doing with, with SEMPO and, again, just in general, the stuff you've done for the community. Um, Fred, i got to let you go. We're at the end of this segment. but um, hey, thanks. Chris Chris Boggs, uh, president of Sempo, and um, oh, now I have to Sunday go back to your player. bio page. And Sunday extraordinary soccer player. And indoor soccer <laughs> player. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for joining us at Webcology. Take care, Jim. Look forward to seeing you soon.
Uh, friends, that was Chris Boggs, president of Sempo. We were talking about uh, SOPA and PIPA. We're going to have to go to break. Um, that's one of those things, charity of time, that sort of stuff. But we're going to be coming back with Alan Connect, who's hosting the Media Bistro's Socialized Conference, happening next week, next Friday to be exact, in, tr- in the great white freezing cold Toronto, Ontario. But before we talk about how cold Toronto is, let's warm up to some of these commercials. Friends, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. It's time for the 2012 SES Conference and Expo to make its way back to the Big Apple. New York City. SES New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton March 19th through the 23rd. SES New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, nearly 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SES New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Google's digital marketing evangelist, Avinash Kaushik. Don't delay. Come to SES New York 2012, March 19th through the 23rd, inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com. That's searchenginestrategies.com. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to webmasterradio.fm. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and I would be joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO if he wasn't busy gallivanting around Las Vegas with Dr. Evil. Ha. I love saying that. I've I've been so enjoying saying that today. Anyway, um, we're joined by uh, my business partner, full disclosure here, Alan Kinnick, also of Digital Always Media. But Alan's wearing a different hat today. He's the host of Media Bistro's Socialized Toronto, a uh, conference on monetizing the social media. It's happening in Toronto, January 27th, 2012. At the extraordinary St. Andrews Conference Center. It's a one-day show, but um, it's going to be a great show. And Alan, welcome back to Webcology. Thanks, Jim. So, um, socialize. 
This is an Alan Meckler uh, event organized by, hey, friends, uh, anyone who uh, at, has attended SES conferences, Stuart Queeley, um, the former, uh, well, I guess the guy who used to organize all the speakers at SES conferences, he's organizing uh, speakers and helping organize the, the, the uh, Media Bistro conferences now. Stuart's directly involved in this, and uh, you guys, it's, it's going to be a great lineup next week. Uh, Alan, uh, tell us a little bit about Socialize, what the conference is all about, and uh, what you're trying, what you guys are hoping to accomplish. Well, this is the th- third iteration of Socialize. The first one took place back in April 2011 in New York, then it moved to San Francisco in June, and now completing the circle of North America with Toronto in, fe- in at the end of January, as you mentioned. And it's an evolving event, as long as we all know, social media is continually evolving. And it really aims to be a little bit different of a conference. But the, the primary one is, as the name goes by, socialized, monetizing social media. It's really all about not so much the tools, but the strategies and the methodologies behind social media and how, from a business standpoint, you can make money from it or enhance your business operations. And that becomes the focus of all the sessions that take place at Socialize. This will be else, in- Sorry, bro. And no problem. And then what separates it from the old, the SES, the SMX, the PubCon, eMetrics, you name you know the typical uh, conferences that people in our industry are going to. The emphasis isn't so much on the speakers coming with canned presentations uh, with their agenda. It's about finding experts on specific subject matters, putting them on a panel, and then having the moderators who have been carefully selected actually approach them with Q&A and as well as a lot of participant, uh, the attendees participating in the Q&A and really getting a debate going and, and putting these experts, you know, putting the heat on the experts to come up with really good answers. It's going to, I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to this. I'm moderating two of the sessions. Um, one of them, Google Plus, new insights into using Google Plus to rank better. Um, the other, actually, I'm... <laughs> Hey, Alan, I'm looking at the – oh, the power of Twitter chats. That's still on the agenda. Excellent. Um, and it's going to be interesting because, you know, I've mod- most panels I've ever moderated or sat on have, you know, involved the ubiquitous PowerPoint presentation and, you know, trying to – you always have that one speaker who goes over time, thus limiting the other speakers because this is all, you know, set timing. And this one, these are like 45-minute sessions. So – the information is going to have to be jam-packed. It's going to be kind of cool to to do a panel interview rather than having the the audience sit through, you know, again, the ubiquitous PowerPoint speech, which right. you know, they all nice. roll into another, don't they? Yes. Well, what's nice about the PowerPoints, at least, is there's a nice screen. You get the little, I'll call it the sound bite or the PowerPoint bite you take away, and then here's a takeaway to go back. By doing it this way, we're actually forcing the attendees – to really pay attention and by having them interactive as opposed to leaving five minutes at the end of the 45-minute session or hour session to ask questions, they can jump in at any time with comments and questions, which really puts another twist on it. I'm right well, now I've been out on Twitter soliciting questions for two panels that I'm moderating. Well, it's, it's kind of neat. I have the uh, Socialize Toronto web webpage uh, open in front of me as, as we're doing this interview. And just uh, for, for the uh, 
for the audience. It's mediabistro.com slash socialize slash program.asp. Um, and I'm going to throw that into the Webmaster Radio chat room right now. And one of the things I find, find quite interesting while looking at this webpage is um, I'm watching the little Twitter feed at the bottom of the website. And it's been a constant stream, changing every couple of seconds, of people mentioning Socialize with the hashtag SocializeConf. Um, one of the cool things I think is going to happen given the given the the format of the show is I, I think that people who aren't in Toronto are going to be able to virtually attend the conference just by watching the hashtag socializeconf what do, what do you think is there is there going to be a lot of bleed over out into the twitter atmosphere into the twitter environment uh, just from audience members and, and panelists well that's what i hope that's what has transpired at the previous conference in fact, when I was at the San Francisco conference in June, people were just finding out about the Toronto one and were already chatting it up that it, it was actually getting more traffic than San Francisco. And given, especially on your uh, Twitter chat panel, knowing just about everybody personally on that panel, these are people who live on Twitter and live on Facebook. They will be doing live tweeting of the whole event. Plug in that hashtag, you're going to get it. No, Alan, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt pretty quickly. Actually, I do mean to interrupt, but A, we got two minutes. And B, one of our regular listeners, um, Bryant Donovan, has just asked if I run a Twitter chat. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of funny he's asking me if I run a Twitter chat when actually I'm talking to Alan Kinnack, one of the guys who runs one of the most popular Twitter chats out there, um, social, uh, social chat. Um, Alan, you've been doing a Twitter chat with uh, Michelle. I'm going to mispronounce her last name. Uh, Michelle you've been Ross. Doing with Michelle Ross for a couple of years now. This is, I'm afraid, my last question to you. Um, well, it's, it's social uh, hashtag social chat, correct? On Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Correct. Okay. Um, is the they're going to be a social chat stemming from the socialized conference? Uh, we have one book. The one uh, booked right after the following Monday is on PR. The one this way on um, this coming Monday is about social good. Everything is up on the so Social Chats blog, uh, web website, which is actually at socialparlay.com. Uh, and we're going to do well. And anyone who's interested in making the trek to Toronto or in the greater Toronto area wants to come to the conference, uh, we can give them a 15% discount code here as part of Webmaster Radio. You know what? If you have that discount in front of you, a discount code in front of you, Alan, shoot it to them right now, and I'll get it up into the Webmaster Radio okay. chat room. Well, uh, just uh, it's S O C S P K R. S O C S P K R. They'll get there you fifteen percent off, and it's at a price of two forty nine right now, I believe. So you know, it's a great deal for. Take a look at who's speaking, and you'll know it's well worth just coming to hear one or two people during the day. Okay. Well, friends, if you find yourselves in Toronto next week, get out of the cold. Get up into uh, St. Andrew's Club, which incidentally is uh, the most stunning convention facility I've ever been in. Uh, I think it's like 37 floors up in one of the, one of the high-rises downtown. Um, it's happening starting at 9, 9 in the morning. Oh, stupid o'clock in the morning. 
Um, I work from home. <laughs> Starting at 9 in the morning, going until 6.45. Uh, there's a reception that goes until 7.45. Next Friday, the 27th of January in Toronto, St. Andrew's Club. Um, Alan Kanek from, uh, well, from Digital Always Media. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on, uh, on Webcology yeah. today. Okay. I did it! Wow. Normally at this at this time, I I, I turn to my co-host Dave and say, "Hey, Dave, we did it. We did a whole other hour." Because I'm always amazed that a whole hour goes by on the air, and it just seems like five minutes. But that's it. We're done. Whole hour's up. Frasco's about to pull me out of the studio and throw me out into the snow. Actually, I'm going to go out the snow because I got to do snow, sh- snow shoveling anyway. But friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 19th of January. We have some incredible content coming up on the WebmasterRadio.fm network. Stay tuned. On behalf of Dave Davies, who is gallivanting around Las Vegas with Dr. Evil from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.